Hello everyone, this is Pastor Jay Keaton of the United Christian Fellowship Church located in the city of Riverside here in Ohio, 2544 Forest Home Avenue. Come and be with us 1030 Sunday mornings and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. I want to talk to you about a subject as we're continuing on with biblical survival tactics. And one survival tactic, one biblical survival tactic that you must have is faith in God. Now, I'm not referring to acknowledging God or the existence of God. Some people say, well, I believe that there's something out there somewhere, somehow a great being. But that's not real faith. You're just acknowledging that something exists. But it's not what you're placing your faith in. If you're placing your faith into it, that means you know what it is and the expectation of it, you know how it performs, you know what it's capable of, and you vest yourself into it. That's faith. Faith, the scripture says, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's hard to have faith in something that you know nothing of. Right? I mean, how can we say we believe in something, but we don't know anything about it? I gave an example recently to a congregation that I was preaching to, and faith is like starting your car. You have the keys in your hand, and you place the keys in the ignition, and you do not expect that car to not start. Some people even vest their lives that that car will start, even vest lives of others. EMTs go out and they put the key in the ignition. They expect that vehicle to start so that they can go and save a life. And so it is with faith. We just expect because we know what it is we're believing in and we know that it works. Well, there's a particular instance in the scripture and I named this sermon and I preached it a while back called Centurion Faith. It's found in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, when a Roman centurion approached Jesus. And I want to read this encounter to you, and we're going to take a closer look at it. But this centurion had real faith. He knew who he believed in and knew what he was capable of and vested it all in Jesus. Now, as I'm reading through this, understand that this servant was home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. He uh, didn't go to anyone else. We're not told that he went to any doctor. He went to Jesus because he expected the Lord to do the healing. Verse 5 says, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Listen to this. Lord, he said. Man, when you call Jesus Lord, folks, that means that he is above you. You're submitted to him. You acknowledge him for who he is. Lord, you know who he is. Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said, I will go and heal him. Oh, the willingness. Can you see this? The willingness of God when we reach out to him, when we submit to him, oh, when we reach for Jesus' hand, it moves God. Understand that this is Jesus. This is God in the flesh 
So we're seeing God react to someone's asking. This is almost looking at prayer. This is somebody talking to the Lord. Isn't that what we do when we pray? It's the most fascinating thing. We're watching. Jesus is showing us how he reacts to us. Oh, when we believe in him and have faith in him. So we're looking at a public encounter, which actually is a type and shadow of prayer. The centurion replied, Isn't it nice when the Lord speaks to you? And he will if you listen really closely. Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Humility. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go and he goes. And I tell another come and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this and he does it. Oh, when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Jesus went on to say this, he said, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. He's saying that not just Jewish people, but everyone, that's us he's talking about. And do you know why we are invited? Because we believe in him. Because we have faith in him. Because we call him Lord. When we give our lives to Jesus and we ask him to be our savior and he comes into our heart, we take on centurion faith and he becomes our all in all. And then we are invited to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the patriarchs of our faith. Oh, what a wonderful promise faith brings to us, he says. Jesus said to the centurion in verse 13, he said, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed that very hour. Now let me just say a couple things here as we're going along. Either Jesus is who he says he is, and I've heard this said before, or one can say that he is the biggest liar that's ever walked, and we know that he's not that. We know that Jesus is the Son of God, and we can believe in him knowing that he is the Son of God. We have to have faith in who he is, believing, knowing, and have a firm grip on this, just like the centurion. Okay, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have to believe in God, which means we know something about him. Like I was saying earlier, all of the scripture explains who God is and we can place faith in God for who he is as the whole Bible describes him. What an awesome thing we have in the Holy Scripture. Isn't that right? It tells us everything we need to know about God and then only thing you have to do is place that centurion faith on all those concepts of God and all those different characteristics of God and believe, oh, believe in him. The centurion, he understood the principles of authority and leadership. 
Okay, he understood this. He understood that when, a, when you have authority, things happen. Okay? So what is authority? Authority is, if you might have a workplace that you work in, there's things that you can do at your workplace that no one else can do because you've been authorized to do them. The place where I work, my signature's good. I can go and sign for a half a million dollar piece of equipment. But I can never do that here. But I could do that there because I have authority. And when Jesus lives in our life, he gives us authorization to use his name. And by using his name and by following in his footsteps, he guides us into righteousness for his namesake and right standing with God. And he brings to us healing. He brings to us hope. He brings to us redemption and deliverance and salvation. Oh, that what Jesus does for us when we believe in him. The centurion knew who he was talking to. Jesus, there was another encounter, and I'll be really quick. There was a Samaritan woman that came to draw water in John chapter 4. And Jesus was sitting there at that well, and he asked her, he said, you give me a drink? And the Samaritan woman said to him, but you're Jewish, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Because, you see, the Jews did not associate with Samaritans. But Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Jesus is communicating to her who he was and what he could do for her. He was enlightening her to the concept of faith in him. The centurion recognized truth in Jesus, that Jesus did what he said. He had evidently placed faith in Christ because he had came to him and he called him Lord, and he just knew that he knew that he knew that Jesus was who he said he was. The longer that we experience God, the more hope we have. The Bible says patience makes experience and experience makes hope. The longer we serve God, which is patience, we develop experience. And through all of my experiences, friends, with Jesus, he's never let me down. He's always been that well of living water. And because he's never let me down, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what was going on, it brings me hope. And now all these years that I've been serving him, I can look back and, and when I face a new trial, I can face it with that hope and at that expectation with centurion faith, knowing that what he did before, he'll do again because he loves me. And that moves God. Faith pleases God. God bless you. This is Pastor Jay Keaton of the United Christian Fellowship Church.